Welcome to the Personal Best Podcast, powered by Jets Australia. You are here with, with Bart and Jacob. You got Jacob on the other side. Team, we have a bit of a different episode today. We have Tatiana Marino, the, the uh, in-house nutritionist for Body Science Australia, on to answer a few questions about what is the best diet. So we touch on, um, uh, we're going to touch on keto, we're going to touch on intermittent fasting, we're going to ask her a little bit uh, about, uh, about paleo as well, as well as some quick fire questions. So, team, if, if you do have any questions for Tatiana, the next time she comes on, podcast at jets.com.au. Don't be afraid to ask your questions to us uh, or to her. And we'll be sure to fire those questions at her next time okay, she's very on. Very keen to learn. Are you doing any of these diets at the moment, Bart? Or Mate, I've got to say I've tried keto before, and I did it when I was doing a Spartan race program. But the story goes I was sold to it. I thought that was the best way to, to eat and the best way to train. But as soon as I introduced carbohydrates back into my diet, all of my numbers went up. My kilometer paces were faster. My strength w- was a lot higher. And now, in hindsight, probably wasn't training in the right manner and probably wasn't eating to facilitate that training in the right manner as well. So I've sort of come full circle there. I think there's a place for it. Um, but I don't think if you're training with a relative intensity, it's probably the best thing Did for you. Did you reach the ketosis state <laughs> that they they all talk about? Like, so like, like enlightenment? Uh, yeah. Well, they levitating? say, it's, oh, you reach this ketosis state. And do you start levitating or like what is, <laughs> is it there? Because I hear so much about it and how hard it is to reach this golden area, but... Is it worth it? Well, I, th- I think I did, and I, but I th- see, you never know, really, do you? What you, you do, can't. They don't. It's not like a bulb goes off and goes. You are ping. now in ke- ketosis. No, that would be great. In it fact, would be great. I'd probably do it then. If there's a floating bulb that follows you around. Yes. <laughs> Look, I, like you can do like you can like um, you can do pee strips to test the, the amount of ketones in your urine. You can test your blood as well. I never did that, so I think I hit ketosis. A lot of hoops. A lot of hoops. I'm and not yeah. a guy for jumping through hoops. And no. There right. seems to be a lot of them. Might not be the best diet for you. No. Well, we're about to find out. Anyway, but we do touch on a, f- a couple of other things as well. Um, so if you do want to know more about Body Science, bodyscience.com.au, check them out. Check them out on Instagram uh, and Jets15 to get 15% off Body Science products as well. Should we jump into the interview? Let's give her a call. So we may as well dive straight into it. Hey, Tatiana, welcome to the Personal Best Podcast. I'm Bart. This is Jacob. It's lovely to have you here. Nice to have you here, Tatiana. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. No, we, we appreciate it. Look, we we understand that we're not considered uh, experts within the nutrition field, and we sort of play with two nutrition partners, one being body science and you being the body science uh, resident nutritionist. So we have a few questions, if you don't mind, today regarding diets. But basically, we, we're getting a lot of information, a lot of questions from our members about what's the best diet to follow, um, you know, should I be doing X at this time? And so I thought we'd clear up a few of those um those questions yeah, today. Yeah, just for ourselves, really wanting to know what I should be doing. Absolutely, selfishly on Jacob's Selfishly part. for me as well. Um, but, but before, yeah, before we I get into I think um, nutrition, is a, nutrition is a tricky field, so I think everyone has a lot of questions. Even when I go into talks with our professional athletes, they still pull me to the side and have hundreds of questions. Mm. So I think there's a lot of information coming out and it's normal to have a lot of questions. So... We'll start from there. Don't be scared to ask questions. I think it's a good way to go. Um, and yeah, we'll try to answer all your questions. Excellent. Before we get into it, I understand that you're a pretty accomplished triathlete. Is this right? Yeah. Um, I started a bit late con- compared to who usually do, tri- do triathlons, but I started after I finished my, my, my first master's degree. So I was a bit old 
but I was doing, I was racing for Brazil. So I was mm. doing um, the Olympic cycle, trying to get into Tokyo. Um, so yeah, um, travel around a fair bit um, with triathlon and yeah, still training quite hard. And sort of what's your role within body science? Obviously you've kind of got the, the athlete box ticked, but what do you do within the body science company? Yeah, so I've been with Body Science for eight years. I think they've been one of my first sponsors in mm. Australia. Um, and then um, last um, twenty twenty, end of twenty twenty, I finally accepted a job here. I used to do some blogs and different things um, with Body Science, but then I got a full time role. So I started as a regulatory affairs officer. So I'm doing all the listings with the GA, all the labels, all of the boring part um, that no one wants to do. Uh, and I'm the head of nutrition as well, but I now work with uh, new product development as well. So I'm basically working from um, the the first project and formulation of our new products mm. all the way down to talking to our athletes and doing educational resources and podcasts and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's easier to say head of nutrition because it's just incorporates everything <laughs> it does so I, I, have a, I have a question if you're sort of involved in the product development process almost from start to finish are there any products out now that you sort of had a big hand in releasing to the market yeah so the latest ones um one that i was really excited about was our new coffee range so i've got the brain Two coffee i was really excited about that so Coming from Brazil, I work with functional nutrition, mm. which is not a concept that is really well known here. So I work with a lot of herbals and a lot of functional ingredients. So putting the coffee together was really exciting because I got some uh, nootropic um, herbals in there. Um, and then we have the pre-workout coffee that everyone's loving because it's 180 milligrams of caffeine, of pure caffeine from coffee. Tastes like coffee, got beta alanine, so everyone's getting the itches and loving it. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm one of those we got people. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I hate it. One of our office girls who doesn't really work out much, doesn't take a lot, she had the pre-workout coffee and her ears went red. And she's like, <laughs> what is happening? But <laughs> the guys love it here. Um, and then we have the beauty coffee with Verisol and some other herbals as well to help with um, skin and um, and nails and all of that. Uh, then we had our mousse, which is mm. quite, um, I don't know if you've seen that, it's delicious. Um, but yeah, yes, it was just have. getting the taste right. Um, the formula is quite simple in terms of protein and all of that. It's just mm. getting the taste. Um, whatever. I feel like I've done so much. Last um, The last bit of 2021 was quite um, intense for us. And we got the new mousse bars as well. So mm. I think... Um, everyone is just asking for things that are easy and um, quick to make, but mm. also everyone wants looking for taste at the moment. So I think we got to a level that just being good is not good enough anymore. Everyone wants that dessert that sort of tastes good um, and high quality product. So I think we're doing really well in that area. Oh, we, yeah, we, we, we agree. agree We've that. actually, we had a very big order of body science come very soon on behalf of you, oh, very recently on behalf of you guys. And we tried all of those new products, including the strong coffee pre The coffee, yep. And in last week's chocolate. episode, I gave it a strong in-depth review. I have been trying to get people at the office to try it out to get them amped up before the end of the day. That's right. The finance team but, have never been counting um, so fast because yes. of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we love it. We do. Um, so th- th- this is awesome. All right. Uh, and uh, I sort of want to sh- shift gears a little bit and start talking about your your expertise and this idea of nutrition. And there's a few diets that we want to touch on um, and get your opinion on. Yes. So we're just going to kick off with some some diets we've heard of, we know a little bit about. Now, I've heard a bit about the keto d- diet. It's a bit of a fun not fun, actually. It doesn't sound fun at all. Um, trying to enter this state of ketosis. What What is it and what should I be doing it? So the standard keto diet, there's a lot of variations now, but the standard keto diet is about 70% of your calories from fat um, and only 10% of your calories from carbohydrates. So if you're, for example, having 2,000 calories a day, um, that will be a about 25 grams of carbohydrate a day, which is really hard to do. Um, the idea of the keto diet is to so your body starts using fat as energy. Um, there's a lot of different studies. Keto diet has helped in many different studies with epilepsy and some other major health issues. But in terms of diet for weight loss, you can see both sides and it's very difficult. So I think it comes down to knowing what's best for you. So there are a lot of studies that show great weight loss and then and an increase in usage of um, fat for energy. But then other studies show that the weight gain after the weight loss is a lot more, is a lot faster uh, and that your weight loss is actually coming from dehydration of the muscles really because what carbohydrates do in your muscles that they hold a lot of water so um so you have both sides uh what they found as well is that they found the markers of burning fat for energy but when you're consuming 70 percent of your energy in fat that doesn't necessarily mean that your body's burning your fat as energy because you're consuming so much fat does that make sense it does (laughs) i'm really specific there so i think it can work. It's a good way as well of maybe kickstart and do a few weeks and um, drop that initial weight and, and feel good about yourself and then jump into a, an easier diet because it's a very difficult diet. When I talk about diet and nutrition, you have to think of it's a social event as well. It's mm. being part of your family, being with your friends. So um, the keto diet can be really hard in that way. So I think... Basically, the keto for me is it's a good kickstart. I don't think it's a long-term easy thing to do. Uh, and I think you need to evaluate if it's something that's going to be um, good for you or not. No, it's not easy, is it? It's not something you can just jump into and you have to really kind of figure out what you're eating and what's what's fats and try and get to that state where you can actually hit, do it right. Yeah, and I think as well, if you think about 70% of your calories coming from, some keto diets do a little bit high in protein, but there's a, a big chunk of your calories is coming from fat. But every gram of fat actually has nine calories mm. compared to four calories of protein and carbs. So if you think about it, the amount of food you're actually eating is not a lot. Mm. Um, and that's really hard for a lot of people, especially if you're coming from really trying to restart your diet and you look at your plate and it's not that big and you're not eating a lot, psychologically that can be really hard on people starting to do diet and exercise and trying to lose weight. So, um, again, if it works for you, great. If not, maybe it's not it's not a must. 
Now, there, I know there is an ultra runner named Zach Bitter who often goes for ops for a low-carbohydrate, higher-fat um, diet in some phases of, of his training. Um, and obviously, he runs at a pretty low intensity using fat and oxygen as a fuel. That would be advantage, uh, advantageous for him, right? Yeah, so I used to do that as well. I used to, before racing, if I was doing longer races, I'll go carb stock, I'll do really low calories, mm. uh, really low carbs, and then I would reintroduce carbs just before the race. Uh, but that's aerobic. So when we talk about aerobic, is that lower-intensity exercise. If you're doing high-intensity exercise, which usually is what you'll be doing in the gym, mm. and for people that are trying to lose weight, they usually will go into the high-intensity exercise as well. Because um, it makes you feel good, um, it releases a lot of good hormones, mm. uh, but you get sore, you have that environment, it's, it's just cooler to do rather than sitting on a treadmill going really slow pace. Uh, but the high intensity exercise uses glycogen from your muscles. So the glycogen is actually sugar deposits in your muscles. Uh, it doesn't use fat. So to use fat, you need to have really low intensity exercise. So when I talk about fat loss, usually is um, about busy. so when you go to the gym you're going to build muscle mm. your muscles will burn more calories throughout the day so mm. when you're sitting at work and just going through your day you're doing that really low intensity type exercise which is not exercise but that's when you be burning fat you don't really burn that fat doing your uh, high intensity exercise so keto unless you're doing um, very low intensity exercise again it's not um, the best diet um, maybe if you go a little bit lower carb, sometimes we talk about 40% carbohydrate. Mm-hmm. So low carb diet, 40% carbohydrate, um, and then higher protein, it can work a lot better for you. Um, but always think that when you exercise really hard, you're not burning fat, you burn fat afterwards. Gotcha. That's cool. good advice, eh? Awesome. Um, so sort of a thing that almost goes hand in hand sometimes with, with the keto diet is this idea of time-restricted eating or, um, or intermittent fasting, which is sort of the next thing we want to pick your brain on about a little bit. Um, what is intermittent fasting and why would it be uh, beneficial? Again, there's a lot of variations, but um, the one that's been talked about the most now is the time-restricted eating. So you pick a, a time during your day that you'll be eating. And most people were trying to do the eight-hour eating. So you eat, mm. say, from 10 a.m. to um, 6 p.m. I really like that. But, again, it's very difficult for a lot of people. So for me, I would love to be able to do that for myself. But it's not possible for me because I wake up at 4 a.m. By 7, I already finished a really hard workout. Uh-huh. 8, I'm at work. But if I don't eat until 10, I'll pass out. And I'm not going to perform as well. Um, so it needs to fit your lifestyle. Um if you're going to, for example, let's say eat from 10 to 6 p.m., um, maybe in the morning do a really low-intensity um, workout. So a walk, um, beach walk, something that it will be low-intensity workout so you don't need that performance level um, and you'll be burning fat, um, but you also will be able to not eat until 10 a.m. Um, it really works in many ways. We used to think it was a way of our bodies to getting getting a break from food and drinks and whatever it was. Mm. But what we found is actually, is actually the opposite. Your body likes to be challenged. Right. So it's sort of is the same as when we were cave people. Um, you you're being challenged, so you're boosting your metabolism, and your body deals a little bit better with that. It just it just needs that challenge to go back to homeostasis, so it will just um, 
perform better. The other thing that we found is that your body does process carbohydrates, fats, and proteins differently mm. after 6 p.m. Right. So, uh, yeah, so we did find that um, having the same meal at um, 8 a.m. and the same meal at 8 p.m. Um, and it was a oatmeal meal in that study specifically, uh-huh. um, which is something that doesn't boost your um, blood glucose too quick. Mm. Um, they still found that the one at 8 p.m., your blood glucose will spike a lot quicker wow. because your body couldn't deal with it. Yeah, so um, if, if it's something that you can do, I do usually get my patients to um, stop eating around 6 or 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and then have you can have a herbal tea or something like that. But, um, yeah, it does, it does work quite well. And for weight loss, it's something that if it's not too hard to fit into your lifestyle, um, it works quite well. And, again, similar to keto, if it's something that's going to be too hard, maybe not, but it could be a good kickstart for two weeks a month. So you, you start to feel a lot better. Um, you lose a little bit of weight quicker, and then you can jump on into a long-term sort of diet. I see. So, so sort of, sort of in a similar vein of, of keto, it might be something you play with, but you know, don't sell your soul to it because in the long term, it might, it might not be as advantageous to you. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, always go back to social as well because mm. I think that's where a lot of people end up giving up. It's you're trying really hard, and you can go for months or two, um, but if it's if it's um, stopping you from spending time with your family, from being social, it's something that you're going to drop because people need, we, like we, we are humans, we mm. need that interaction. So if it's something that you're sitting on a corner eating a chicken salad at 5 p.m. on your own, you're not going to keep it up for very long. So we need to think of ways that things that will work physiologically uh, but also will work socially so it's long-term and you can continue that weight loss. Um, journey. That's great. So it's just so just backtracking a little bit to this, I'm fascinated by this sort of 6 p.m., 8 p.m. Um, study that that you're referencing here a little bit. Why would that be? If we're seeing like a, a higher blood sugar spike after a certain hour, is it because our body's getting ready for bed, or is there something more going on there? We yeah, a lot of it. There's a lot of studies around your um, your biological clock. Um, and they, it's, it, you see a lot of, so when I get patients that work during the night, I know I'm going to struggle a little bit because in terms of hormone balance, it's a bit all over the place. We don't exactly know why that is happening. And there's a lot of studies coming out, which is a really exciting field at the moment. But one of the things is that to fall asleep, your cortisol levels will drop a little bit. Mm. So that could be one of the reasons why, um, it's dealing with carbohydrates in a different way. Um, but yeah, it's all about your biological clock and the hormones and what is getting yourself ready to, to fall asleep and have that rest. Um, and then when you wake up, the testosterone cortisol will be a little bit higher. Um, mm. So your body can deal with um, carbohydrate, protein, fat in a different way as well. So, it, And if you think about it, we, we only had light and cooking facilities for the last, what, 200, 300 years mm. max. Uh, we are not used as a species to be eating after midnight or just grab something in the fridge. And so um, it's something that our body's still adapting to. Um, but there's a lot of studies in it, which is really exciting. But yeah, we don't fully, fully understand the mechanism behind it yet. Okay, cool. That's awesome. 
Well, speaking of cave people and only being technologically advanced for the past few hundred years, the paleo diet gets thrown around, all, always talking about be like the cave people and act and eat how we used to. What What's involved with the paleo diet? So the idea of paleo diet is what we used to eat. I don't know. If you read different blogs, it would be different things. Mm. Um, the first idea of paleo diet is something that I really like, is going back to basics and eating real food. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically eating food before we had technology to process food. The thing with failure is that there's a few gaps on it that aren't, I, I can't really understand it, and I think it's a lack of understanding of actually human history. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, they, they take legumes out, which is something that has been consumed for thousands and thousands of years. Um, mm. They're taking, um, I think, seeds is part of it, um, but grains have been taken out as well. We've been processing grains for not that long, but we've been eating grains for a long time as well. So I think failure can be great, but just take a step back. Let's think of eating whole foods before all the processed um, foods came through, so processed grains and processed um, sugar and all of that. Um, but yeah, there's a few gaps on the paleo diet. But I quite like the idea of just mm. going back to basics. I like I like that as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, quick quick question. Um, so we sort of so paleo is sort of going back to fundamentals, and this concept of eating whole foods is sort of the uh, the, the crux of it. Is that sort of a f- is that sort of a thing that makes other diets uh, successful as well? Like this focus on whole foods. Yeah, and that's the thing that I was actually going to mention on the keto diet, that mm. there's not not a lot of point in focusing on the macros and your calories if you're not focusing on the quality of your food. You have a lot of foods that will work for you. So if you have a piece of bacon and you have the same amount of um, fat than you have in a handful of um, nuts, for example, um, your body will process that completely different. Mm. So the bacon has a lot of salt, has a lot of it's a processed meat, it has a lot of um, preservatives there, and that fat will hit your system and will will increase inflammation straight away. Whereas when you have the same amount of fat with the nuts, you have fiber, you have a lot of minerals and vitamins that will actually help control blood sugar level, will um, control your hormones. So we need to start thinking about the quality of the food. And that's why going back to basics is the best thing we can do, especially when we're starting um, a new diet. And if you don't know anything about it, think of what your grand-grandmother used to eat. I always say that. Just think of eating what is simple um, and trying to reduce those processed foods. So, yeah, it's about the quality of the food, I guess. Awesome. That's really cool. Eating pumpkin scones like Nan. delicious i'll do that um so so we've sort of touched on three and i know we're just sort of brushing the surface here on this world of of diet and nutrition you know we've done that a bit strategically um we've touched on keto we've touched on intermittent fasting we've had a bit of chat about paleo i know there's heaps more out there like carnivore which i still can't wrap my head around at the moment you know vegan and vegetarian you know there's a whole world around there um, just for if we have a member listening, Tatiana, that sort of wants to start eating a bit more healthy, where would you sort of point them, or what would be the first advice uh, that you'd give them? Um, I think first thing is going back to basics. Mm. Um, second thing, 
um, respect your culture and your social environment as well. Um, I have, because like with the Gold Coast of Australia, you have a lot of different cultures. I eat rice and beans for breakfast because I'm Brazilian. That's <laughs> what I like to eat for breakfast. If I have um, toast with, or cereal with milk, it's not going to work for my metabolism. It's just not going to work for my body because it's not what I'm used to. Um, so respect your social environment, home and, and family and all of that, and respect your culture as well. Um, there's no issues in having curry for breakfast mm. if you want to. I wouldn't mind. Um, so, and go back to basics and just, um, think of quality of the food rather than quantity or uh, restricting yourself. The third thing that I always tell my patients is let's talk about what you should be eating rather than what you should cut because mm. then your transition into a healthy lifestyle is a lot easier as well. Um, so let's include fruits, vegetables, nuts, whole foods. Avocado is good, great. Put avocado in. Um, what meat do you like? Great, let's change from processed meat to actual meat. Um, you don't like meat, you want to eat legumes, that's fine. What should you be eating rather than cut this, forget about this? You know what I mean? It, it makes mm. that transition a lot easier because if you're filling yourself with good food as well, you're going to be craving um, the not-so-good food mm. a lot less as well. Great, that's great. I love that approach. Um, look, I've really enjoyed our conversation today, Tatiana, and if, if it's okay with you, we'd love to get you on in a few episodes' time. And if there's any listeners out there that have any questions specifically for Tatiana about supplements, about about nutrition, about triathlon, um, podcast at jets.com.au. Send your questions in. So next time we get Tatiana on, um, we can get her to answer some of your burning questions as well as our burning questions. Yes. Very, very selfishly. Um, now, Tatiana, we've given you a bit of warning about the lightning round. We have we have ten questions that we want to ask you, and if you're a bit like me, I find it very hard to give very short and concise answers to black and white questions. But we're going to challenge you today, and and try and get you to do that. All right, we have ten questions. We want them answered uh, pretty quickly. Quickly as can. I know you want to expand on them, but we'll <laughs> keep it short and sweet, even if it's. I've these, so now I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. You, you, you'll be fine, I swear. All right. Here we go, Jacob. You can, you can do the okay. first question. All right. Three, two, one. All right. Go. Can we hit our protein targets with just plants? Yes, definitely. Ooh. Is brown rice or white rice better for overall health? It's for overall health, brown rice. Brown rice, okay. How many vegetables do I need to eat every day? Um, Australian standards is five serves a day. So think of five cups of vegetables a day. Oh, that's a lot. Um, how much water do I need to drink each day? That will depend a lot um, <laughs> on your exercise and lifestyle. I don't know how to answer that. Um, <laughs> yes. Let, let's go at least 1.5 litres a day. Okay. Uh, good, good advice. All right. Uh, white potatoes or sweet potatoes healthier? They, they're very similar. Uh, sweet potatoes, because of the pigmentation, um, they have more antioxidants and um, different vitamins, but it's the pigmentation. So, yeah, um, they're both good. Beautiful. Awesome. Uh, how many calories would you specifically, typically eat leading up to a race? Ooh, it depends where my um, training will be, but anything between 6,000 calories to 2,000 calories a day. Wow. Yeah. I know. <laughs> that's, that's, that's incredible. 
Are milk alternatives healthy? Um, yeah, read the ingredient list though. No point in having a milk alternative with a lot of preservatives in it. Um, keep it nice and short mm. ingredient list. Beautiful. Um, what's your favorite flavor of protein powder? Ooh, salted caramel. Oh, great answer. <laughs> What's the best thing a new member can do to begin eating, eating a healthy diet? Enjoy it. Enjoy food. Oh, Fall in love with food again. And finally, what is the absolute worst possible food someone could eat? Don't say KFC. Processed made sugar, and flowers. Oh. It awesome. will turn out a little bit more time. It will increase inflammation. It will increase uh-huh. um, oxidative stress in your body. So it's not great for a lot of different reasons. That's great. That's great advice. Awesome. And you, you can tell Tatiana's a good coach because she it prefaces each answer to the question with it depends. <laughs> depends on this. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's very true. Hey, Tatiana, thank you for coming on to the Personal Best Podcast today. We appreciate your time. Yes, thank you very much. Where can we find, if we want to learn more about BSC, What we where should we go? Where should our members go? Um, so our website, I have a lot of blogs that I wrote on our website. Um, there's a lot of podcasts, short ones and longer ones um, on a lot of questions, especially around diet, um, on our actual podcast as well. So if you have any questions or if you have any questions, just send a question to our Instagram page or Facebook page. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you very much for your time today. Thanks, it was very enjoyable and learnt a lot. Thank you. I hope to be back soon. Thanks awesome. for having me. Thank you. So, mate, that was awesome. That was so good. Tatiana is, is lovely. The whole body science team is lovely. The, the one sort of fascinating thing that I'm still racking my head about, only because we had a question about it um, in a very previous podcast, was the e- eating after 6, 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. I can't remember what yes. she said. That makes, it makes perfect sense, but I didn't realize that was a more black or white answer to that question. Yeah, I'll have to really reconsider my options. That's right, past, the future. past 6, 6 p.m., which makes, it makes sense. You know, there is this beautiful relationship between cortisol and melatonin, and as your melatonin increases throughout the day, your cortisol supposedly drops. It's sort of an inverse relationship, so it, it makes sense that it would affect um, your blood sugar. What, yep. was, what, was, um, uh, what was something that Tatiana said that really struck a chord with you? Um, I liked eating whole foods thing uh probably that she avoided telling me to do keto that probably helped uh-huh. i was thank god didn't thank god for that um yeah and it, but just the general like mm. just go back to basics i like the go back to your heritage like yeah, eating rice and beans if you're brazilian and what's what's your heritage um english i don't know so you can eat so baked, baked beans baked beans whatever i'm not really i'm not really that akin to my heritage, so <laughs> whatever's Australian, Vegemite on toast, probably. But it's very true, though. Like, I've had clients in the past where, um, you know, they've had strong ethnic backgrounds and their breakfast is completely different to the to, to the way that a typical Western diet looks, and it makes perfect sense to feed into that culture and learn more about how people eat and how people consume. Yeah. I think it's worth noting as well, team, um, have a look at the Body Science website. Jets15 will get you 15% off uh, at checkout on any of their products. Again, we've tried the strong uh, coffee pre-workout. We've tried the Beauty Sleep uh, hot chocolate. The Moose we've tried as well. Their new products are awesome, but their old products are pretty good too. Yeah, best flavors out in the game. Most definitely. So um, thanks, Tatiana, for coming on. And as mentioned, if you have any questions for her next time, she comes on podcast at jets.com.au. And we'll get those questions uh, answered uh, with Tatiana next time she's on. Cool. 
Thanks, Bart. No worries. Thanks, Jacob. We'll see you in the gym.